Welcome to Caramel Chic Radio, a show created for women of any age. Today, my goal is to motivate you to make this world a better place, one woman at a time. Someone once told me that to change the world, we first have to change ourselves. Therefore, on our show, we will talk about women's inspiration, self-improvement, love, family, and even business matters. The good things and the bad, the failures and victories. Because life wouldn't be called as such if it didn't have its peaks and valleys. Most importantly, if you're craving some real, honest girl talk, uplifting stories, and want to get fired up about this thing called life, this show is for you. But don't forget to have fun and enjoy every moment because Caramel Chic Radio is all about life, love, happiness, and a little bit of sweetness. Let's go. My guest on today's show is a very energetic and confident woman who is on a quest to motivate and inspire women all over the world with her natural wisdom and positive approach to life. This compelling episode features a candid discussion on overcoming divorce, learning from diversity, and moving on while adapting to a new way of thinking. We also talk about forgiveness and how to find strength during low battle moments, which most of us experience whether we want it or not. If you wish to gain hope, encouragement, and personal inspiration, you must tune into this episode. Hi, Fabiana. Welcome to Caramel Chic Radio. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and for everyone that's listening, I would like to introduce our guest. Uh, we are talking today to Fabiana Peterson, life coach, author, and speaker. And she will be sharing with us her story on how she started in a life coaching business. Welcome, Fabiana. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Any opportunity that I have to share my story is always very welcome. So thank right. you for having me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So um, we chatted before off the record uh, about your story, but I'm really excited to share your story with our listeners and uh, take us um, a little bit um, from the beginning of how you started, what sparked your interest in becoming a life coach. Tell us how that idea ignited in your, in your life. Yeah, well, I was, I'm a Brazilian. I grew up in Brazil. I moved to the U.S. when I was 29 years old to marry my first husband. And I was in New York for 10 years. I worked in the corporate world for about 30 years, 20 of those years in the financial markets. And the last five years of my marriage, I was actually in Minnesota, where my ex-husband is from. And he was in Africa, in Angola, um, for business. And our daughter, who was five years old when, when I moved here, it was the two of us here. And um, 
it was a very hard time to be away from her dad and all the lessons I've learned from that and from the divorce, which was, well, there is no easy divorce, but I had a very complicated divorce. Um, all the lessons I learned and all the attitudes that I've had and the choices that I've made towards the whole situation is what made me realize that of course, number one, we always have a choice. And I was able to find my inner strength to get through to everything and always be positive and have always a positive outcome. And this somehow got me into finding my calling, which is uh, which was always to inspire and empower women. Mm-hmm. And the story is very long. I'm not going to bore you with the details. But uh, when I was um, fired from my last job while I was in the divorce process, I had to change jobs so that I could make more money um, to pay my bills and take care of my daughter. I got into a job that was acquired by a private equity, and they did not want to. Um, they did not. They changed the my job description, and I ended up having to do something that I was not hired to do. And I didn't want to. Of course, I had a daughter; I didn't want to quit. <laughs> but then I was fired, which was a very humbling experience. So all of that got me into starting this Instagram account to inspire and empower women. That and I started with fashion, fitness, and health, and then mm-hmm. I started really writing motivational messages to women to inspire them to be strong, to love themselves, to create awareness of who they are and accept who they are and all that. And I started having messages of women saying, oh my God, you make me feel so good about myself. Are you a life coach? And I was like, hmm, (laughs) I had never thought about that. This is actually something that makes perfect sense. And I truly believe um, that the universe creates things in a way that your path goes to where it should go. So all the adversities that I've been through, I have no regret. And I actually would go through everything again, because that's what taught me and brought me and and made me become who I am today. Right, right. Isn't it the truth that the difficult situations that we go through, they always shape us to become stronger and to realize what we're able to do, isn't it? Yes, exactly. And the reality is, we most of the time won't see it as it's happening you know, because it hurts. Yeah. But after the fact is when you actually, when you have the chance to go back and look at it, there are so many lessons that every single person can learn from all the adversities, because that's what brings you to look inwards and find that inner strength. Mm -hmm. And that's what I decided to do with women, women that are going through any phases in life that they're stuck, that they need support, that they find that they don't have that strength. They do. Every single human being is amazing, beautiful. What differentiates people, what you call mean people, bad people, good people, which that for me, that doesn't exist. People who are doing things to hurt others are hurting themselves because of their own story. Everyone has a story and our story is what shapes us to be who we are. So people that have hard stories what they need is someone to help them see, create the awareness of what the patterns that they're bringing from the past, which are creating whatever the bad in, you know, environment they're living in, what they're doing and how they're acting. So sometimes I help a lot of women that can't see how beautiful and how strong they are. And me as an outsider, as a listener, as a coach, I, you know, when we talk to each other and I listen to their story and I see the patterns, actually, it's very interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Human being, human behavior is very, very, very interesting. I'm starting to study neuroscience because of that. All of our emotions connected to the brain, what creates the feelings and all of that, and all the hormones that our body releases depending on what we're thinking, because what we think is what we become. Whatever right. you think about is what creates your own reality. So all of that are things that I've been learning as I go um, while doing the coaching. And I have workshops that I do. I wrote a book to inspire women and motivate women to create awareness and love themselves. And What is the book, book, book's title? Feel Fabulous by Fabiana is the name of my business. Um, mm-hmm. Motivational messages to inspire and empower women mm-hmm. you know, to feel fabulous about themselves. So I want women to see every, there is no exception. Every single woman is fabulous. Every single woman is amazing. They just need to look inside and see that. Mm -hmm. And and I love creating that moment where they kind of, oh my God. So my own happiness is my own responsibility. I can do it. It's, is it my choice? Yes, it is. It's always your own choice to figure out your own life, your own path. Of course, you have to deal with the circumstances and, and adversities as you know as they come. But the reality is, whatever happens in your life, where you are today is exactly where you're supposed to be, depending on all the choices that you've made. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you have, let's say, a client, a woman that comes to you and she says, listen, you know, my life is kind of in shambles. I don't know how to pull myself up. I, I'm pessimist i don't really know how to keep going how would you handle uh, a woman like that what would you tell her what advice would you give her how would you start working with her well the first one, one thing that is important to understand is um this is uh research shows that 80 that's that number is real 80 percent of our thoughts are negative I, oh, why is that? I thought it was 75. But actually, I just read, listen, uh, uh, recently, that is actually 80% of our thoughts. Are mm-hmm. It's actually a protection mode of our own ego. Okay. You know, we are always trying to protect ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So we call it negative because the reality is some of those thoughts are actually protected thoughts. Like if you're going to, you're walking on the streets and you're trying to cross the streets, you're like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Fabiana, stop. You're not going to cross the street without looking both sides. You know, so in my thoughts are, those thoughts are actually protecting me and I should stop and look both sides. But a lot of times like Fabiana, you can't do this. You're not good enough. And that protection is trying to protect me from failing or from doing something that I'm scared. So it's the moment to reflect and ask, our, ask, ask ourselves like, okay, is this really trying to protect me or trying to sabotage me? And the problem that we have as human beings is that we don't ask ourselves the right questions. Hmm. We always ask ourselves, why? Why me? Why I suffered? I'll give you an example. When I was getting, um, when I was close to my divorce, I didn't even know yet, actually. You know, it, was, it had been a year that my husband had, hadn't come to see us. By this point, he was you know, emotionally distant. But he would say, oh, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. And I... Every time a human being is feeling that they have no control of their lives, you always find a way to have control. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of people go to drugs, to drinking, to bad habits. 
Fill in that empty spot, right? Yeah, trying to find some kind of self-control. In my case, I try to find control by controlling my eating and my exercise. So I was eating super healthy and I was exercising a lot, (laughs) Uh, which anything in excess is not healthy. But at at that point in time, I was 43 and I was looking the best shape of my entire life. Uh, (laughs) But I remember this one day kind of came back from the gym and I finished showering and I was looking in the mirror right after I showered and I looked really good. And then, but at the, but looking in the mirror, I just started bawling, crying like a baby. Mm-hmm. I literally, I, I remember like, you know, when you, when you just let go and go on your knees on the floor, yeah. exactly what I did. And I was crying. I was like, why me? Why doesn't he love me? Why doesn't he want me? And you know, at this point had been, you know, two years that we hadn't had intimate contact. And I was like, I look so good. I love him so much. Why is this happening to me? What have I done? Those are all the wrong questions. Right. And right. you're point, playing the role of a victim, aren't you? Exactly. When you are, you're totally right. When you are in the victim mode, you are actually, when you're, vict- when you're in the victim mode, you're complaining, you're blaming. What's happening is that you're avoiding your own responsibility to take care of your own life. No one else is going to make you happy. It's on yeah. you. So what I did was like, um, at that point, that's why I kept, I, I was stuck. I wasn't what you're saying now. I was stuck. I was like, what do I do? I am like, I, I didn't know what to do. And then one day. So how did you get out of that? You know, you were on your knees and you were in the bathroom, you were crying. You couldn't really find answers to everything that was happening. How did you come out of that? How did you get yourself uh, out of that hole you were in, emotional hole? That's that, that at that point, I would focus on my daughter and I would focus on work, which helps, but that did not resolve the problem it only got resolved you can always funnel your your energy to someplace else something more positive you know something that you're grateful for but at that time I didn't know exactly what to do so I I was just focusing work focusing on my daughter focusing on my family and the things that I knew were good to me Um, but I didn't know I had to be asking myself the right questions because the reality is if you don't take action and do something your life is going to continue to be exactly as it is um, and then one day I was, I met who is today my husband. We were sitting at you know happy hour and we were talking about you know business and, and he ended up talking about his family, you know his girls. He was a divorced guy for about eight years and a gentleman, a sweet man. And I looked, I looking at him and I kept, I kept asking me the right questions. I was like, what am I doing to my life? I don't deserve this. I deserve a gentleman like this guy. I deserve to be happy. I deserve what I really want. I am a good person. I, you know, and you start asking yourself, you start listening to your positive voice, to your true self, what I call the true self, your leader within, and mm-hmm. not a negative. The negative voice would be like, why me? Why poor me? The, the victim mode. I started asking myself the right question. What can I do to change this? I'm not, I, I don't want to be here. Right. I, mean, I want to change. So would you consider that moment when you were in the bathroom and, and crying, would you consider that kind of like a breakthrough in terms of shifting your thinking and how you go on? No, that was actually a low. That was one of my lowest moments. Mm-hmm. And but that was a breakthrough low. Like after that moment, you started to slowly, little by little, change your perspective. Yeah, you know, you're right. It, it, it was not overnight. That's, that's how I'm. That's how I'm hearing you. Uh, yes. That after that moment, you focused on your daughter. You focused on work, and you started to slowly, little by little, 
uh, change your thinking. Exactly. You, you, st- you start, yeah, you start real. I guess when you, when you get to the lowest low, you're totally right. You get to the lowest low, there is no other way but up, right? So right. I, yeah, you know, focusing, focusing on what you're grateful for, trying to be positive. And one of the biggest things is um, I had to figure out, I, I have to focus on what I can control, not in what I can't. Because otherwise, you just go crazy. You can't control things you can't control. <laughs> right. You're running in circles. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, all of those little lessons. And then when I started asking the, the right questions, that's when I was like, I need to change. And I need so, to take action. <laughs> so with that moment, we could say that it's kind of good that you had that bottom, kind of like I would call it an emotional bottom, because that made you wake up and change the perspective and shift your life around. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when we have, um, you know, negative things happening in our life, or sometimes when we hit emotional bottoms, those things could be used to our advantage. Yes, definitely. Everything, as I said, all the adversities will teach you something. Mm -hmm. Everything that happens in your life that is hurtful, Mm -hmm. you know, will, will, will teach you a lesson if you are open to listen. Right. And sometimes you're not immediately, principally depending, through, when you go through a divorce, you go through a grieving process. And when you go through a grieving process, sometimes you're not ready to listen to it until six, seven, eight months, a year, which is okay because you have to go through all the five phases of, of grieving. Sometimes you don't go through all of them, but you know, most of the time you go through all the five phases of, of grieving. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I work with women, um, what I try to do is help them see what sometimes we alone can't see is help them see the strength that they have in themselves and try to create the awareness of what they're the way they're acting that they can't realize because sometimes we're doing things and we we run in circles you go on that rabbit hole because you can't see besides you know your little you know i'm trying to make like a format with my hands you know when you when you were a horse what's you call the things that on the on the sides of the eyes of the horse you can uh, i don't know yeah but you you can, <laughs> you can only see forward uh or you know when you turn back backwards and you cannot see the sides you don't see a full picture of what's going on so you got to figure out a way to understand the situation by asking that my first thing is like ask yourself the right questions you can't ask yourself the questions as you are as you said in the victim mode Right, right. You know, don't ask, maybe the easiest way, don't ask why questions. Ask mm-hmm. what and how. Mm-hmm. What can so, I do and how can I do this? <laughs> would you say that, because I, I've also read about the five stages of uh, grieving, mm-hmm. and I know that they're called denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. When do you think you became, you've gotten to a stage where you kind of accepted everything, you know, the four stages you went through and then you accepted what was the pivotal point in your life that you've accepted everything that happened, your divorce, the ending of that marriage. I think I was already leaving my grieving moment. Okay. The whole last two years of the marriage. And that happens to many people because mm-hmm. you already, you already know this is not going to work, but you don't know, you don't want to accept it. Right. So you start right there. Denial. Yes. And then you keep going, you know, in the, the, anger. the anger because bargaining. It, yeah. All of that. And Depression. then, and I, I think my, the phase when I was down on the floor, that was the depression phase. I was, I, I was already going through my grieving without even knowing. 
Oh, okay. So you were at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the acceptance phase, uh, which is basically people think acceptance is all positive. It's not. It's just maybe understanding that, you know, it is what it is. I have no option to change that. This is my life now. I just have to move on. Right, right. You know, and uh, <clears throat> so I I believe the acceptance came uh, exactly when I told you I saw that man. And it, in my head, I was like, you know what? I need to be, I need to make a change. I am not happy. I am not having joy in my life. Mm-hmm. And I need to change this. And not only for me, for my daughter, because she's going to be seeing, you know, mom as an unhappy person and kids, they, they, they breathe what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So would you say that after you accepted the whole situation, you were able to finally forgive or did that come a little bit later? Forgiveness is, and that's another lesson I learned. You don't forgive for the person. You're not taking them off the hook, which is people get nervous about. I'm not going to forgive them. I'm not going to take, get them off the hook. No, that it's, you forgive for yourself, for mm-hmm. your own peace of mind and forgiveness. For me, you have to create and be able to have empathy. And that for me is huge because you have sympathy and you have empathy. Sympathy is when you feel for someone like poor thing. You know, I feel for you. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't know what they're feeling. You're just trying to be nice to them. But when you have empathy, you're really feeling with them. You might not understand the circumstance that that person is going through if you haven't been through something similar, but you understand the feelings are universal. So if the person is feeling anxious, depressed, unhappy, uh, whatever the different negative feelings that the person are, is having, those are most likely feelings you've felt before yourself in different situations. So you can have empathy by relating to the feeling that that person is having, not mm-hmm. the situation. And I kind of started looking because my daughter's father always going to be her father. And in my mind, that was not all about me. I needed to make sure that my daughter grew up to be, um, I want her to grow up to still 15, uh, happy, healthy, and um, successful woman when she grows up to be an adult. And for that, she needs to have her mother and her father in her life because that, and I can see that with clients that I have, any, any human being, that in, um, th- this is something that Freud explained years ago, that the mother and the father of a human being is something that we have in our mind, a, a, an image of what they are supposed to be, right? And when something goes different than what, the standard is people get screwed up because that, that's, right. that's, that's life. So whatever you can do to try to keep as close to what the natural human being uh, nature is of having, I have, you know, my mother and my father are people that love me, take care of me and make me feel safe. Mm-hmm. And they don't need to be together. I remember when I was getting divorced, uh, my ex-husband and I, we went to a child therapist to ask her, what do we do to make sure that our daughter is fine with this whole thing? And she said, the only two things that I'm going to tell you is that she needs to feel safe and loved. The circumstance, you can be living under the bridge without food. She will be okay if she feels that she's safe and that she's loved. Those are the mm-hmm. only two things that kids really need in their life. Right. And so those were like words for me that I brought to, you know, the whole time. I, every time I keep thinking, is she feeling safe? Does she feel loved? 
And I make sure that her dad was someone that I, even though everything, it was very a hard, complicated divorce, I make sure that I respected him the entire time as a human being. I, that's probably a, a very good tip. When you're angry with someone and upset with someone, look at them as another human being, not as that person who hurt you. Because every human being have the same needs. Every, every human being wants to be loved, wants to feel safe, wants to be respected. Every human being has the same basic needs. And depending on their story, they will act in a certain way to get what they need. It could be that the person was taught as a kid to act in certain ways to get one of their basic needs. Mm-hmm. And that's something you can't change. That's the part of you can't control. What you can control is leading by example. So what I did throughout my entire divorce was leading by example to my ex that I was respecting him. I was acting in a way that I was very clear and transparent with my feelings, but without lashing out to him and respecting his relationship with my daughter. Right. So that was very commendable because you took charge in taking, changing yourself rather trying to change that person. And I've always heard that in order for us to inflict on other people, we have to start with ourselves. And I see that's what you did. So that's wonderful. That's a good example if it's anybody out there listening to us right now and they're going through something similar or difficulty, they can look at that and say, hey, you know, it's all about me. It's all about, it's up to me. It's about me changing me, not trying to change other people. Yeah, and you can focus on what, and again, focus on what you can control, not in what you can't. You can't Mm -hmm. control someone else's attitudes towards you, but you can control your reaction to their attitudes towards you. Mm -hmm. So if Mm -hmm. someone is being, you know, mean to you, of course, you're not going to be stupid to allow people to treat you bad. What I'm saying is create your boundaries. That's part of self-love. If you want to make sure that you... You know, you love yourself and you're taking care of yourself. Uh, one of the most important things that you have to do is create boundaries so that, you know, you, you're telling yourself that you matter when you create boundaries. Right. And you don't let people walk all over you. Exactly. Exactly. And I do believe in that. You know, I I try to practice that as much as possible about the boundaries. It's when I become a little bit more diplomatic and when I say no. Mm -hmm. And some people really get surprised at that. You you said no. How could you? (laughs) Yes, I said no. I said it politely. I said it nicely. I say no. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to do that. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You have to learn how to say no, and, and not worry about what people think about you. Because if you're yeah. following your morals, your values, you know who you are. So who cares if someone else is saying something you know it's not true about yourself? Right, right. And it's also respecting that person because you're being truthful to them. If exactly. I say no to something, I'm being truthful and I'm being respectful and I'm not lying and saying, yeah, yeah, you know, I do this, I'll do that. But in deep down inside, I really don't want to do it. Exactly. And then, and then you, create a, you create a problem for later on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't create resentment, resentments for yourself because you say to yourself, gosh, I said yes, now I don't want to do it. I dread it. Why? Why go through all that uh, waste of energy? Exactly. Yeah. Your, your, your attitude towards others is, is, it should always be truthful. Like you should always act in a way that you know is going to be good for not only the situation, but for you as a human being. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do believe that 
yeah, this, this is really good uh, because for sometimes as women too, we condition to be a good girl, say nice things, you know, don't upset anybody. We get that from home, from being raised as these nice, good girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, that's, that's, that's an interesting uh, <clears throat> conversation because if you think about, I have to, I talk a lot about, you know, the women and the men because when you're dealing with a divorce or with women that are having issues with relationships, Women are, as you said, girls are, we're raised to be nice and to look pretty. Right. Boys are raised to be strong, right? And to, to, to have the power. So when we grow older, you know, as adults, that the, the, the shift happens in, in certain situations in life. For example, women, as you said, a lot of them, when they're, I'm always have to be nice and beautiful. And then you get older and older, the beauty starts fading because that's nature. And some women go crazy with like plastic surgery and Botox and this and that to try to look 35 when they're 50. Like I'm almost 50 myself. And I don't want to look like a 35-year-old. I don't have to. If, if a man wants, who is a 50-year-old guy, is with a 50-year-old woman, he wants a woman who looks 35, go look for the 35-year-old woman. It's not going to be me. <laughs> you know, because the reality is, um, aging gracefully, and now, now I've been feeling this, you know, because you see the wrinkles coming to your face. And, and I, of course, I missed the way I looked when I was 35. But that doesn't mean I need to go back there. I had a really good phase of my life when I was 35. I looked great. And, you know, I enjoyed that moment. I'm enjoying now all of those changes, because it's part of who I am. It's my story. Right. You know, of course, I'm not saying don't take care of yourself. Like, I, I actually take very good care of myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and men, you know, when they get, it's like when they're young, they have to be mm-hmm. strong, don't cry, don't be a baby. And then when they become an adult, they can't be vulnerable. Men right. have a big issue in, try, in being vulnerable and, and in being loving. Uh, so it's, it's, it's it, those, those, um, way the way that we are raised in this world and that it is what it is you know we i raised my daughter the same way like be nice and be and be cute put all of those tutus and all. <laughs> <laughs> but you know as 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 adults we have to go back and kind of okay i don't need to be pretty and nice all the time i need to be me i need to be authentic i need to be real authentic yeah this is the new trend now is to be authentic but i think sometimes people misunderstand what that really means the authenticity being authentic is looking inside and being who you really are and not trying to fit in exactly you know you belong when you're authentic you fit in when you're trying to be someone you're not yeah you know and you're never happy when you fit in you you're happy when you belong Right. Yeah, that's right. Brene Brown. <laughs> she <laughs> talks about that all the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. It's. It's incredible how I love dealing with women and helping women see their inner strength. Right. And when they so, go ahead, you have a lot to offer, Fabiana. <laughs> you have a lot of uh, stories and a lot of strength, and you went through a journey. That's amazing. You came from brazil you lived in new york city now you you've traveled and this is amazing you could share so much to help other women out there even younger women who can younger older any age really yeah i I 
it's my it's my calling in this world. It's really to help women feel fabulous about themselves the way they are. Yeah. And they're not they're they're there are many ways, you know, that you can actually go look inside and find your own joy. So what is your plan for the next couple of years? I want to say five, but that sounds very corporate. <laughs> you know how you go to an interview? Yes. I used to be in corporate world and it's always like, where do you see yourself in five years from now? <laughs> I don't know. I might be dead in five years. <laughs> so um, I do want to ask something along the lines, but not as starchy, uh, you know, kind of like what, what, what are your plans for the next um, couple of months or mm -hmm. the future what are you doing i, I mean I, I would assume you're trying to um expand your business and have the women call you and uh, work with them but do you have any other things that you would like to do well i i have this is my plan i actually just hired a, a board of advisors to work mm -hmm. with me to help me with strategy because i i want to just do what i love to do i don't want to be thinking about the strategy of what to do here because being an entrepreneur is, I, that was one of the biggest challenges for me when I left the corporate world. Being 30 years in the corporate world, you just make a phone call and you get things done, right? Yeah. <laughs> now I have to do everything myself. So yeah. I, I, because of my financial markets background, I, I, I knew a lot of C-level executives and I connected with four or five of them, mm -hmm. um, four women and one man to help me, you know, find the right strategy of my business so that I can reach as many women. My, my final objective is to reach as many women as I can in this world to help them feel fabulous about themselves exactly the way they are. And mm -hmm. if you don't like something about yourself, be realistic and act on it to make a change. Right. So I'm doing, you know, I have two workshops that I work on. And one is, you know, that I work with divorce, help divorce women to feel fabulous about themselves after divorce, working on healing and co-parenting and all of that. And the other workshop is, uh, you know, I give 10 tips on how to feel uh, fabulous about yourself because it's a matter of your own choice, right? Feeling right. fabulous is a matter of choice. I do keynote speaking to women, which I, the feel fabulous is a matter of choice. It's a 30-minute kind of keynote that I do you know, quickly going through the 10 tips. And I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, which is something that I always will want to do because it's it's so, so good to feel and see the transformation of these women right in front of me, you know, because when you're right. doing a workshop or a keynote, you see the women that day and then they're gone. Mm -hmm. you know, when you're doing the one-on-one -on -one coaching, it's amazing because you see the progress, you see the transformation as they go. Uh, so I'm always going to do that. So it's going to be a mix of, um, you know, keynote speaking, mm -hmm. um, the workshops, which is probably going to happen after the keynotes mm -hmm. and the one-on-one -on -one coaching. And all the information uh, our listeners can find you on your website. Uh, tell us where, where your website is. Yeah, the website is www.feelfabulousbyfabiana.com. Mm -hmm. Fabiana, okay. F-A-B-I-A-N-A, because people spell it in many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> right. Isn't it funny that you have fabulous and Fabiana? It's like your name naturally fits with the world with the word fabulous. But that's why I chose because all my friends they would say Fabiana, fabulous, fabulous. Fabiana. Since I was a little girl, they would say that. I am a very energetic person. <laughs> I can feel that through the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so it is like, and I'm all about fashion and fitness and health, all of that. So 
I think the word was perfect. That's why everything I like all my work is has a fab in it because this is a perfect word because women are fabulous. Yeah. And then, you know, it's, it's okay to have multi passions, you know, like you like uh, science. Now you're studying about human uh, psychology and you're, you love fashion and you love fitness. You have different interests that this is, this is okay now to have different passions for women and different interests, different jobs. Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah. It's funny you say that because I had this and I had this one guy who learned, it was a man who, who listened to one of my videos because I do a lot of motivation videos on my Instagram and he messaged me directly, he sent me a DM. Uh, how can you be so spiritual, so like, it, it's like you, your voice and the way you say soothes me, but you're so into fitness and health and fashion. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> And I was like, you can, as you just said, you can have a lot of different interests in life. It doesn't mean that if you're one thing, you're one thing only. Yeah, yeah, that's how it used to be when you worked in an office. You worked in an office, and that's it. That's all you were. And now, with the internet and you know us being so globally oriented, we can be everything. We can be a lot of things. You know, look at me. I'm I'm a real estate broker. I I run a podcast. I run a, a blog. You know, I, I write. Exactly. <laughs> do lots of things. You know, I, I cook. <laughs> so uh, I also uh, want to remind our listeners that Fabiana can be found on Instagram, where she posts uh, lots of uh, videos. And actually, the reason why I wanted to interview on our show is because I watched one of your videos. And I loved it because you were very natural and kind of like I felt like you were just sitting across from the table from me. And I think that's what people want. They want that authentic person. It's not like going to be this showy person on the stage. Like, yeah, everybody, you were just sitting there. I think you were at a, I don't know, maybe like a cafe or something. And you were just talking <laughs> to that one woman that's listening. And that was me. And I said, I got to have this lady on my show. <laughs> so yeah, I, I remind everyone to check out Fabiana on Instagram, which is probably connected to your website. Yes, it's the same. It's the, all, everything is a Feel Fabulous by Fabiana. That's the name of it. Right, right. Well, thank you so much, Fabiana, for being with us today, for sharing your story, for inspiring our listeners. And uh, definitely you inspired me as well. Gave me some food for thought. I really appreciate for you coming on our show and taking the time. Thank you. And hopefully we'll have you maybe back again and see where you are, where you're up to in a couple of months or next year. Yes, I would love to. Thank you very much for inviting me. And I hope all these women listening, they know that you are fabulous. Just look inside and understand that you have a choice to create your own life path, no matter what. Right. right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you feel fabulous yet? I sure do. I feel happy and energized just by spending 30 minutes with Fabiana. So if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to let us know. Visit our website at caramelchic.com or our Instagram or Facebook page to drop a comment. Or maybe even leave a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash caramelchic so that we can be sure we were able to inspire you. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe to be on alert for future episodes. Do you live in the Charlotte, North Carolina area? Are you planning to move here or know of anyone that is? Aside from being a blogger and a podcaster, I am also a licensed real estate broker. I share exceptional industry expertise and I provide 
personal attention to detail to all my clients. Best of all, I don't sell real estate. I sell results. Contact me for a free buyer or seller consultation over a delicious cup of coffee today.